Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Today's episode of The Quickie might be a little tough to hear. It might challenge you in ways you struggle to come to terms with. It might make you think, make you feel, make you consider. With the NAIDOC Week theme this year being Get Up, Stand Up, Show Up, we're going to take a look at what it means to benefit from white privilege and how we can actually show up for those who live within a system that was never designed for or even considered them. If you are a white person listening to this, how do you feel when someone refers to you as a white person? How do you feel when we talk about something like white fragility? Have you ever been asked to take a moment to reflect on your own white privilege? For many white Australians, the discussion around race has never focused on their own skin, only the others, those with brown skin, those with black skin. It hasn't been a part of our everyday life, not a part of our childhood, where racism was thought of in much simpler terms. You were either racist or not racist, and only one of those people were bad. When pushed to confront the ways in which having white skin here in Australia has benefited us over those who aren't white, we will sometimes revert to what's called white fragility in defence. That idea that I'm not racist, I'm not a bad person, which, as we know, isn't that simple. Benefiting from white privilege doesn't make you a privileged person. You can be poor and still benefit from white privilege. It could be that your chance of being arrested is smaller, It could be that you have a higher chance of emerging from poverty or of getting a job. It can be that there is more white people in positions of power, whether that be an employer, a police officer or the prime minister. Those who would more easily identify with another white person, trust another white person, make policy based on their experience with white people. It's going to the shop and finding foundation to suit your skin tone. It's about being able to go into that store and not be racially profiled by staff. It's seeing people like you on the TV. Women's Studies scholar Peggy McIntosh, who coined the phrase white privilege, wrote that it is an invisible package of unearned assets that I can count on cashing in each day, but about which I was meant to remain oblivious. White privilege is like an invisible, weightless knapsack of special provisions, assurances, tools, maps, guides, codebooks, passports, visas, clothes, compass, emergency gear and blank checks. White privilege was built on the ideology that white people are superior to those who are not. Does that make you a white supremacist? No. 
but it does mean that you benefit from the systems set up by those who did believe that. It's a legacy of racism and one that helps it continue. Carla Grant is a proud Ararenti woman, presenter and executive producer, Living Black, Special Projects and Development at NITV SBS. She says for First Nations people, that systemic racism and white privilege has meant they've been locked out of accessing so much of what we take for granted. Well, I guess, you know, it's that thing that they call privilege, that non-Indigenous Australians have been privileged to be able to access education, access the health system, access all areas of society without prejudice, without racism. And that's where we as First Nations people are disadvantaged in that respect, that we don't have the same access to the health system. We don't have the same access to education. We're not treated the same throughout the justice system. We've seen that with the high rates of incarceration and the high rates of deaths in custody and our people being treated differently when they enter the health system. And no wonder First Nations people don't want to go to hospitals because they're frightened of what might happen. And it's the same when they're entering the prison system. Families get very, very scared and worried for their loved one if they do enter the prison system because they're worried that they may not come out the other side. For non-Indigenous Australians, they have to understand that. And if you don't, then try to educate yourself and learn more about that and learn about the history as well and that intergenerational trauma and why these things are happening today. It all stems back from colonisation and all those things have impacted First Nations people today. So Australia is starting to make some changes to make those systems fairer for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. One of those is the Labor government's decision to commit to the Uluru Statement from the Heart and include a First Nations voice to Parliament. Carla says now they're waiting to see if all this talk turns into something more tangible. We actually saw Linda Burney at the um, National NAIDOC Awards on Saturday night. She's obviously our new Minister for Indigenous Australians and we're also very proud of her. And she did pledge that this government will make sure that the key recommendations of the Uluru Statement are enacted and that there will be a voice to parliament, there will be a Makarata Commission and there will be truth-telling. So I guess really it's up to all of us to you know keep that pressure up and keep the pressure on the government to ensure that these things do happen. For me, what I want to see is, you know, yeah, that it does happen and that it actually it makes a change and improves the lives of First Nations people. You know, we're all tired of hearing this, all the talk and governments playing lip service to First Nations people and, you know, we've had report after report, you know, recommendation after recommendation, inquiries, blah, blah, blah. All of this has been going on for so many years and yet we see very little action. So for me and I'm sure for other First Nations people who I talk to around the country, they say, you know, that they want action and they want to see that these things are going to make a change and improve the lives of Indigenous Australians where we're not seeing such high rates of Indigenous people being incarcerated that we have an end to deaths in custody, you know, that we have better health outcomes for our people, better educational outcomes as well. That's what, you know, we really want to see. We want to see that these things are going to actually make a change. 
Tanisha Stanton is a proud Gamilaroi, Yuwilaroi woman and Queensland correspondent for NITV News. She's also been hosting the Big Mob Brekkie on NITV this NAIDOC week. She says it was obvious to her, even as a kid, that she wasn't someone to be seen or heard in Australian mainstream media. When I was sort of younger watching TV, I guess everyone looked the same. But not only did they look the same in terms of complexion, you know, light skin, they all sounded exactly the same as well. It wasn't until you sort of flicked over to NITV that you saw the likes of Carla Grant and Natalie Armat, that sort of that representation, you saw that. As I got older and started working in media, I remember just times when I was always told to make sure you be more professional. And not that I wasn't being professional, but I mean by like fit this certain mould when you're on air of like having to sound just like all the other presenters. That's how I took it. Like that's how I, you know, I was young at the time and I didn't ask as many questions or I didn't sort of, I didn't have a voice back then to sort of express that. It was just sort of like, okay, you're starting out here. They clearly know what they want. It's sort of only been as I've gotten older that people are like, just be yourself. It was a mold that I was really struggling to try and fit into and at times feel like I was losing myself because I was getting this voice training that was just not showing my personality or didn't allow my personality to shine through it all. Then you lose yourself in amongst that because you're trying to be someone else or something that you're not. Tanisha says that when things like the Black Lives Matter movement happened, that white Aussies really did stand up and make it clear that they backed First Nations people. But it also raised some questions. In those times, it does feel like, you know, everyone comes out and everyone is, you know, obviously checking in on you. And we do appreciate that. Like, it's not that we, you know, well, personally, it's not that I don't appreciate it. But it's like, where are you all the other times in the past that we've needed you? I felt extremely drained, really, really drained. I just remember my sister and I having a conversation when we were just about to go to a march in Newcastle on a Wobbicle country up there. And we were just like, I just feel so exhausted. We both of us were like, let's not go on social media today. And not that any of the stuff was, you know, racist on social media, but it was just like, it was a lot. You were seeing like all of sort of the protests and the the allyship in your face, which isn't a bad thing. Like it's really not, but the fact that it was just like heightened and then we had to sort of like relive our own experiences through that. But also it was also a reminder of like, but why are you showing up now? Like there's been times in the past when we've needed you. Why did it have to take something in America to be the catalyst for what is going on here on home soil and has been for years? So it was sort of like, although it was nice to see so many people show up it was also disappointing in a sense because it was like but where have you been so how do we be better allies when the system is stacked for us to just not only not see the racism embedded in it but actively wants us to maintain the status quo carla says think of the issues outside of a week or a day each year It's not just about celebrating during NAIDOC week. Of course, you know, we want all Australians to celebrate with us, celebrate our achievements, celebrate all the, you know, the contributions that we make to society. But we don't want that just happening during NAIDOC week or we don't just want people celebrating Indigenous culture during, you know, Reconciliation Week as well. It needs to happen all year round. We ask to be a good ally 
you know, to join in with us, like learn more about, for instance, there's, you know, simple things that you can do just about in terms of where you live. Learn about the First Nations people on the, the land that you live on. Learn about the local mob. You know, you can get involved on a local level. You can get in touch with local Aboriginal land councils. You can find out what's happening in your own area. But also on a bigger stage, like, you know, if there's rallies, come and join in with us and support us. Obviously, we saw the big Black Lives Matter marches in the last couple of years, that type of thing, where we're out on the streets calling for justice, you know, join in with us. There's a whole raft of things that people can do to educate yourselves and learn more about the history and there's lots of ways and resources that you can look into to learn more about history and to learn more about Indigenous issues and why things are the way they are today. You know, there's lots of stuff online. There's lots of great programming on NITV and SBS as well. So simple things like that you can do just to learn more about First Nations people and the issues that we face. And there's lots of things that people can do all year round, like, you know, every day of the week, rather than just thinking about it or just during NAIDOC week or Reconciliation Week and then it's forgotten about. We want you to join in and walk with us on this journey, you know, the whole year round. Tanisha says to be a better ally, just show up more. Do it on a consistent basis if you're going to do it. Like it's NAIDOC week, obviously, and everyone wants to celebrate. There is so many incredible things that are, you know, black and beautiful about our culture and our people. And we want you to celebrate this week too, but we also need you there when the tide is against us and when the systems are failing us. That's when we need you as well. This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Tom Lyon. Big thanks to anyone listening who's become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. For more information, there's a link in our show notes. 